so thankful for our church, for the Lord is building here. I'm thankful for each and every one of you and for your part. You know, the, the Bible teaches that the church is the body of Christ. There are many members in one body, and there are many different gifts and abilities that God has placed within our body, and God continues to expand and to multiply those gifts. But we all serve the same thing. And the head of the church, the Bible teaches, is not the pastor, it's Jesus Christ. And uh, my job is just to be an under shepherd, uh, to work under uh, him, and to serve our church family. I'm thankful for that opportunity and privilege. Tonight is our business meeting, but I believe in the gathering. It's just a wonderful privilege to have taken the time. We have an example in Scripture of a church that had a business meeting of sorts. It was the church of Jerusalem, and they were not dealing with financial problems or questions per se, but these were doctrinal issues that needed to be uh, determined, to be worked out. This meeting, while it may not have had anything to do with money, it did have to do with the doctrine of salvation. And I think we would all agree that salvation is really important that we get it right. But I want you to think about this with me, though, tonight in light of a business meeting, that this meeting in Jerusalem did have financial and organizational ramifications for the church. Because if a Gentile could only be saved by being circumcised, which was part of the issue here, that circumcision was necessary to the Gentiles to be saved, then therefore the Gentiles couldn't be in the church except if they followed the same laws that the Jewish people were following for themselves. So while this was a doctrinal issue, because of this question of doctrine, it did, it did determine who would be allowed to be a part of the church. Who would allow and who would be allowed to be the leader in the church and how the church would function? Really, it was a question at the end of the day that who is eligible to be a member of the church of Jesus Christ in the first day of Jerusalem. We would say here the right Catholic Church that if you are a born again believer who has been baptized by immersion in agreement with our statement of faith then you can be a member of our church. There was some in the church of Jerusalem that said, you have to take it to the church. In order to be saved, the Gentiles While this may not be an issue, this particular issue, that we are dealing with today, thankfully, they dealt with this back in Acts chapter 15. I think that we like any other church, along the way, we'll come to periods where we may have some differences. In fact, sadly, in many churches, the business meetings are known for the disagreements and problems. I'm thankful that, at least to this point in our church's history, that has not been the case, and I don't in any way anticipate that this would be tonight. So don't think that, well, the message is to this message of presenting something that is concerned about. I just think that God's word speaks to the churches and that it's helpful for us 
be considered. Paul and Barnabas in Acts 15 took a trip from Antioch down to Jerusalem. They had been traveling on this journey, and they had come back to Antioch to report on the progress on the work of God had done. So while they were in Antioch with the other disciples there, there were some who came from the church of Jerusalem up to Antioch and began to teach this doctrine that circumcision was necessary for salvation. Because of this disagreement over this issue, Paul and Barnabas traveled to Jerusalem to deal with this issue with the mother church, if you will, where the church had been established from, to try to put this issue to rest. I'm not going to take time to preach through the whole of Acts chapter 15 tonight, don't worry, and you can go and read it on your own. But as you read about how they dealt with this disagreement, you will read that they brought all of the people together, the leadership of the church, that they discussed the doctrine together. Paul and Barnabas took time to rehearse the faithfulness and the goodness of God of what he had done and how people were coming to Christ. Even, yes, Gentiles were coming to Christ. I'm sure some of Gentiles can be saved, right? And, and he shared with them the goodness of God. And then he shared with them doctrine, the teachings of God, not just the testimonies about what God had done, but the teachings about what God had done and what God had taught. And the church agreed together that circumcision was not necessary for salvation. This was an important moment for the church that clarified the simplicity of the gospel and the fact that believers could be saved. Paul wrote about that truth in Romans chapter 10, verses 11 and 12, when he says, For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. What great truth. But what's interesting and where I want to draw your attention tonight is the family of Alright, Acts chapter 15. I want to draw your attention to verses 36 to 36. Because here, after the church has dealt with their issues, their disagreements, Paul and Barnabas, the men who have led the charge, so to speak, to bring unity, Paul and Barnabas face their own disagreements. I preached to this passage about a year ago. Some of you may remember that, and many of you are new Christians, and I think it would do us all well to be reminded of this truth. Acts 15, beginning verse 36, and it says, In some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought, not good, that they came with him. He departed from them from Antilia and went up with them to the world. And his contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. But 
Barnabas took Mark and seven disciples, and Paul chose Silas, Hardy, who was recommended by the brethren to grace of God. And he went through Syria and Philippians, confronting the church. What can we learn tonight from how Paul and Barnabas handled this disagreement? And look around, there's a lot of siblings in this church. Disagreements ever come up in your household? Well, they marry people here tonight. Any disagreements? I want to make sure to confess we all agree. But any disagreements ever come up in your household? I think if we're honest, all of us in one regard or another will deal with disagreements at some time or another. Sadly, many times people involved in those disagreements can make their way into the church and can cause great some of you may have been part of those situations in the church where issues and disagreements have arisen. Some of you may have seen churches split and fall apart. I want you to notice tonight the three different ways that we can respond to disagreements. First one is that we should find ourselves accepted by disagreements. I want you to recognize from Acts chapter 15, and we can look at other places, that disagreements will arise. And they will come about. Because anytime you get two people in the same room, they will find something to disagree over. In fact, some of you do just find disagreeing with yourself sometimes. You don't need anybody help to do it. And so, understand that disagreements will come. But disagreements come over a variety of things. I think we agree with that. And it is easy to be distracted by those disagreements and to stop doing what God Notice here some of the things that they disagreed over. There could be a disagreement over doctrine. Did you know even Paul had a disagreement with Peter over the same issue of circumcision? And Barnabas got caught up in it too. Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13 say, But when Peter was come to Antioch, I would send him to the face. This is Paul talking to He said, because he was to be blamed. You're talking about being an apostle, having a disagreement over doctrine. You mean Peter was an apostle, but he wasn't perfect? No, that's right. Yes, God used him, God gifted him, but he was just a guy too. And sin, that says, had misunderstanding. Paul himself was not perfect. You won't read that any Bible says to the present other than Jesus Christ. It's the same as yesterday, today, and forever. So Paul was put into the face. He said, For before this Satan came from him, he did eat with the Gentiles, but when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them with breath of circumcision. So what did Peter do? He ate with Gentiles as long as none of the other Jews were around, but with the other Jews from Greeks and came to town, he said, Oh no, I'm a very separated guy. I don't even know that I'm getting How did you fall into that? Guess what? The Bible says in Christ, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But we so trusted in the Lord shall be saved. It's easy for the two of us to fall into the trap of the fear of man. That's what happened to Peter. The Bible says in verse 13 of Galatians 2, and other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch. That Barnabas also was carried away with his simulation. There was a great distraction 
Peter was saying one thing and doing another thing, or he was doing one thing around one group of people and then pretending that he wouldn't do that same thing around the other group of people. And because of this, what happened? Lots of other people in the church all got caught up in this issue. You know, that takes out of the disagreement, so maybe it's an argument alone, isn't it? Well, maybe even if it's not your argument, you hear some other people argue about something, there's just something inside, maybe not all of us, but at least some of us, that just too much just want to pick a side. And I want to get on one side or the other. That's what this place is. I want you to notice that in Acts chapter 15. Paul and Barnabas had this disagreement over the usefulness of John Mark for the ministry. I believe there are disagreements. Sometimes there's disagreements and disagreements are over differences of faith. Remember who Barnabas was and what he was known as? What is his name? He was son of Catherine. So the name Barnabas actually is connected to the same Greek word where we, the Puritans, where we get the, 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 the description of the Holy Spirit. Barnabas is not the Holy Spirit. He was an encourager of people. He was one who came alongside others and helped them. Paul, on the other hand, said, I have a calling from God to go be the, the missionary to the Gentiles. Paul was different than Barnabas. You ever notice God gives different people different gifts, different passions, different focuses, different things that they really get excited about? And that was part of what I believe brought the difference between Paul and Barnabas over John Mark. Because John Mark was a guy who clearly needed an encourager. He was somebody who, on their previous ministry, had left them. And so it would be natural for Paul, who could go get her to say, you know what, I don't have time for Twitter. We're moving on ahead for the Lord. It would also be natural for Barnabas to say, you know what, Paul, maybe you should have gone. There was a time that you needed my encouragement as well. So that's Acts chapter 9. You can find that when Barnabas came alongside none other than the Apostle Paul. Of course, that family called Saul and Tarsus, and he encouraged Paul. I believe this was part of Barnabas' nature. It was something that God had gifted him with, and he was good at it. You see how two good people could disagree on something just because of a difference of opinion. That happens in churches. There are some of you who are gifted in a particular area, and maybe another one here is gifted in a very different area. And because of that, you may be passionate about a particular area of ministry or particular opportunity to serve, and somebody else is I know even just over here. God didn't put those differences so that we could be there, so that we could be distracted from it. God put those differences there so that we could accomplish more than we could have Would you agree that John Mark could be somebody that you could have He needed somebody to be encouraged. God said that I was there. It's a difference of gifting. I think you could also say there was a difference of personal priority. Paul's trying to reach the Gentile world for Christ. I don't have time for people that are concerned about being thrown in prison. I don't have time for people that can't stay up with us. I've got to go. 
really show that you know that God likes it for nothing? Even sometimes there are differences. Sometimes it's even a disagreement. It's over-relationship for everything. Paul and Barnabas didn't have sense from a relational perspective. How they have different priorities when it came to Walk my 
And we don't read a Barnabas taking a bunch of missionary journeys out from Cyprus. As far as we know, he stays in Cyprus and he prays the Lord the rest of his days, or most of his days, that it's in Cyprus. Paul, on the other hand, he gets with Silas and begins to embark on missionary journeys around the world. He took Mark's care of the scientists and called for silence and departed. He was recommended by the brethren unto the great success of ministry through and Philistia concerning the churches. Later on, you can read in the New Testament and know that God helped to restore this relationship with Paul and Mark. Later on, you can read Paul writing in Colossians chapter 4. In verse 10, and he says, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluted me. Oh, in prison, in prison with Aristarchus. And he said, And Marcus, sister's son, the Barnabas. Such as when you receive commandments, if you come unto me, you have the oldest young Barnabas, the nephew of Barnabas, who is the sister's son. Paul mentions him in a positive light. Philemon's Verse 24 says, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, he calls them his fellow laborers. That's a big change for Paul in Acts chapter 15 when he says, not good about that part. Now he says, this is my fellow laborer. This is the man that he comes to you. Make sure you receive him. Make sure you receive what he has to say. I'm so thankful that Barnabas is willing to serve the minister of John Mark and that he's called to be serving God could do in John Mark's life. 2 Timothy 4, verse 11, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with me, for he is confident. He helps you receive it. He says, Human disagreement around very human issues. But because they were not distracted by the disagreement, because they didn't let the disagreement discourage them from the work God had called them to do, they stayed devoted to the mission that God had put them on. And what took place? God commissioned them both. Now instead of in one missionary team, now there were two missionary teams. Instead of two, now there were four people on each two teams. God moved them forward, and later on, God brought restoration and unity between these people as John Mark came in the two in faith, and he was now profitable and useful for the ministry. John Mark and Barnabas had not heard from again since. Silas, on the other hand, was an official representative of the Jerusalem church. He was the guy that James, who was the pastor in Jerusalem, had sent with Paul and Barnabas to go back as the official representative from the church in Jerusalem to go and share with everybody else. Hey, we've got this issue of circumcision figured out. Gentiles, you don't need to be circumcised to be saved. Silas was the representative from the church in Jerusalem to share that message. Silas also Sixteen thirty-seven. He was a Roman soldier. You know who else was a Roman soldier? His ministry partner. You think maybe God knew what he was doing when he put Paul and 
excited and ready to take care of the Silas was known by the citizens of Antioch. Based on what Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5 12, it is very possible that Silas was very skilled in the Greek language. He perhaps was the one who was actually the one speaking from the right hand. Paul and Silas traveled and strengthened the church. Barnabas and John Mark went to Cyprus and Cyprus. Later, John Mark comes to the church of Cyprus. So, where do you find yourself? Where do we find ourselves when it comes to dealing with the community? You can probably find communities two different churches, but I think there's two of those that are not. So how do you move from where you are to become fully devoted to the mission? How do you move from distraction? How do you move from discouraged to be devoted? Well, Paul and Barnabas were not able to fully resolve their differences in that But that didn't stop them from remembering the mission of God. I'll tell you, we as a church have to do our very best to resolve the differences and the issues and the things that will come up along the way. And even if we can't fully resolve everything that comes up between us and us, we can't. Never think of it as a good thing. Because someday, I'm going to stand before the Lord and give account to Him. Influence, my words. I'm not going to be the only one that has to stand and give an account for something you did. You have the opportunity, I believe, to teach one of us here the Holy Spirit that all is looking for to give the Holy Spirit. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I think perhaps, I don't believe this is too much of a stretch to say, that John Mark. I think we might also be able to say that, generally speaking, that without the ministry of Barnabas, John Mark might not have heard those words. Because of what God did through two men who yet disagreed that they devoted to the ministry, I believe there's probably a lot of people in Cyprus that came to Christ who found this in John Mark. We know there were lots of people that came to Christ and many churches were established around the rest of the world because of the ministry of Paul and Silas. We have to understand that the mission that we have comes from God. It's not me to say that the mission of the United Baptist Church is to do this, and that's great, and I ought to be true. But that's not just the mission of the church, that's the mission that comes from Mission, I'm going to be this kind of that fast-tempered 